this is really hard for me to ask and for you to even answer these questions but uh i just want this to be a place where you can express how you how you're feeling and if and like the thoughts that you have around your father or anything that you want to talk so let's just start when the covid thing started it was march 7th i still remember my son had a fever mm-hmm. and i literally panicked i mean my i i couldn't think straight because i i just didn't know enough about the virus i yeah. just didn't even know what was going on anyhow i mean it, my son didn't have covid we uh, it was something else and but because there wasn't enough information about covid yeah. uh my son's condition we had to watch him for 6 months mm-hmm. but this whole time you know there was this one person that i was always worried about and it was my dad in india mm-hmm. And I was very happy because India was handling it so well mm-hmm. like it, this was last year. This right? was last. There was this fear knocking in my heart this whole time and my dad shouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because I I had I had a sense that his lungs won't be able to take it. Yeah. Not because he was sick but but just because he just any time there was too much pollution or there was too much smoke he would have So is this cough. like a like a pre-existing condition or is it just with no. the the lung capacity yeah. in in general okay yeah i guess it's just the lung capacity like around diwali he would develop a a cough because yeah. of the smoke from crackers yeah but other than that he was fine he was very healthy he mm-hmm. would go for walk every day mm-hmm. he watched what he ate and i i can't even believe i'm talking in past tense for him yeah and we literally kept him home the whole year like i would just yell at him if he would step out i would mm-hmm. be so mad my sisters i had two sisters and they would be like we were like constantly just calling them what are you guys doing don't mm-hmm. go anywhere yeah they would plan their zoom calls with their friends just to make sure that they are entertained and they don't go anywhere mm-hmm. uh, but my my dad had a running business so he had to step out every now and then to take care of things but i I <clears throat> forced him that as soon as the vaccine comes you need to get it. Yeah. And the first day when they rolled out the vaccines in India, I think he just went and he got it. Mm-hmm. And I still have that picture he sent it to me and saying <clears throat> few more days before we hug again. Mm-hmm. And in my mind covid was over then. Yeah. Like it was done. He's got the vaccine and we kept him safe this whole year. Mhm. and he's fine now you know nothing's going to happen and then he got his second dose and we were like yeah perfect everything is great and then 3 weeks after his second dose he had to go to work for something and it was literally just 3 hours and um someone in his office was tested positive and he got it from him okay. april 24th is when we got his uh covid test results and it was positive and and it did start with mild symptoms he had just body aches and and slight fever and and then even then my mom got it and my they have two live in helps they got it mm-hmm. it was my my younger sister who was holding the fort there and by actually and this is this year april and things were so bad in india mm-hmm. like um like if you needed a medicine for 10 days you would only get it for 2 days okay so you had to send the driver again every second day to get more medicine yeah and um 
we knew there is a problem with oxygen uh, supply. A shortage with that. Yeah, and um, my dad didn't need it then, but you know, just to be careful, we we started finding out our sources of how to get it. Mm-hmm. It was so taxing because I was here in the U.S. My older sister lives in another city in India, Bombay, mm-hmm. and my younger sister was with my mom and dad in Delhi, mm-hmm. and we we would just constantly be on phone with each other just trying to figure out what to do next because doctors were not available yeah it was very very stressful we we were finally able to get i mean the first day my dad's oxygen levels dropped we were finally able to find a concentrator and we were like okay that's that's fine we have it nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. and we put him on the concentrator it was so it was so strange and surreal that we nobody knew how to put a concentrator yeah they took it out of the box mm-hmm. and now my sister called me and she's like what do i do with this mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know yeah and she was like we have to put it and i said i know but what do we do so she found a youtube video mm-hmm. and she sent it to me and we literally watched that video 50 times and i'm not kidding it could be more yeah because we didn't want it to go wrong yeah of course yeah. we watched it 50 times and then on facetime she and i you know tried to figure it out and she eventually put it on dad mm-hmm. and i mean thankfully we did it right and then <laughs> comes the next step where the doctor tells you that you might have to take him to the hospital yeah and this whole time we were just worried that it shouldn't come to that because we were listening we were hearing these stories about the hospitals where you know there aren't enough doctors or you won't even find a bed yeah you won't even find space mm-hmm. and patients are alone inside and at this point it, the money didn't matter you needed like big political connections yeah mm-hmm. to get a find a hospital bed yeah um i feel fortunate that you know my sister was able to find it mm-hmm. and uh, and that then came the like the worst part where i literally felt the humanity was dead mm-hmm. we needed an ambulance to take him because he was so weak and he needed the oxygen cylinder with him so we couldn't drive him in our car we needed an ambulance that day the city of gurgaon did not get oxygen supply from the state so the whole city didn't have enough oxygen none of the ambulance has had oxygen with them so which was okay because we had ours <clears throat> but then you know there was this list of ambulance providers that my sister sent me and she said you let's divide the list and let's start calling uh-huh. and because i was calling from the us those drivers would look at the number and just say all right transfer $500 right now and i will be there in 10 minutes just to take him to the just hospital just to take him to the hospital mm-hmm. and i would be like just go there i will give you $600 just go there and take him yeah and then they were like no transfer it right now mm-hmm. and i will only leave once i have the money And then I remember my cousin telling me that don't do it it's become a business the moment you send them the money they they don't they stop answering your calls. Yeah. Come I mean, thankfully my my older sister was able to arrange an ambulance and 
and we my sister spoke to the doctor two or three times and and they said he is responsive he's going to be fine like they were so hopeful yeah and then maybe 4 o'clock 4 in the morning india time we got a call from them that <clears throat> he's getting into a cardiac arrest and they will try to revive him only for 15 minutes and just to hear that someone is only going to spend 15 minutes on your father it just i don't even know what what happens to you when when you hear it i felt by that time our our minds had become numb mm-hmm. and all we cared about was someone telling us that he's fine and then 15 minutes later we we got a call that he didn't make it they they couldn't bring him back and then they said no there is no need to come to the hospital because we won't be giving the body to you so come in the morning and we'll figure out what to do next and because my next reaction was to th- find out where my sister was she was driving to the hospital and i i was worried for her where she is mm-hmm. so i asked a few of my cousins to go find her and you know she was standing somewhere on a freeway trying to make be not even make peace i think trying to even process what has happened yeah you oh, yeah we met that yeah night. we met that yes. night and uh, you were completely numb you didn't know you didn't you were not talking a lot usually we talk a lot yeah i don't think i've actually come to terms with anything right now i'm still still processing it but yeah like you said that day i was just obviously like anybody else my first reaction was that i have to go to india i have mm-hmm. to be with my mom right now and with all this travel ban and everything my my older sister and and everybody was worried that if they put a complete ban i'll be stuck there and i won't be able to come back mm-hmm. and i have two little kids and and obviously everybody thought that it's not a wise decision i think my dad spoke about his last rites so much to us mm-hmm. that we just exactly knew what he wanted and i and he always talked about three of us doing everything together yeah that i felt i was disrespecting him by not going there so my last visit i remember i i landed and i he was like i'm right outside and when i reached there he knows that i have dust allergies mm-hmm. and i forgot to carry any inhalers or anything with me because i you know in the us i i didn't yeah. get it for a while yeah and he carried my inhaler because he knew it was going to happen and i literally stepped outside of the airport and i could barely breathe and he literally ran towards me with that inhaler in his hand yeah that just just to it and i and now i just feel that when i go who am i going to call that i'm i'm here i mean yeah. it's i don't know and maybe maybe when i go this time that's when it'll feel that this has really happened because really right now i i still feel that i can pick up my phone and i can call him yeah you know this this uncertainty when your loved one is inside the hospital and you're not there yeah this feeling of what happened when they were inside yeah were they treated with respect yeah were they taken care of those questions just kill you yeah it's going to be a long journey i guess just to even to even accept 
one that he's not here and second he was fine inside he because i none of us were there yeah i i don't know who to trust right now did you how how for you how did you talk with your mom or how did you deal with that you know today it's been uh what 15 days mm-hmm. or 16 days since this has happened yeah and yesterday was the first time i had a long conversation with my mom okay and i say it for my parents n- not lightly i'm not kidding yeah. they they were like um i don't even have a word for them but they were so perfect for each other yeah and they were so connected mm-hmm. that they've been married 40 years and my mom has never had betty mm-hmm. without him so i think what was going on from last 14 days was that she would wake up and suddenly she would feel that he's not here because you know someone else would give her the tea yeah and and so then she won't talk for like hours and then it would take her time to get better but then by that time it was night for me and i and yeah. i wasn't around yeah so it took a long time for me to have that heart to heart conversation with my mom which i felt if i was there i it would have been much sooner i don't know what has happened to the world it's it's so sad that we are divided between two people people who believe in science and people who don't yeah i just don't even know i i i probably think one of the reason is this whatsapp university that that goes oh. around in india everybody is a phd know, from right? whatsapp so and they believe everything that come that comes across their phone So my my husband um specializes in vaccines mm-hmm. and his last 5 years of his career mm-hmm. he's uh, very closely worked on this mrna technology. Okay. And so from the get go we knew that we will take the vaccine. Okay. We yeah. were just going to take it. Mm-hmm. And there we've had relatives who knew that you know he he has so much knowledge about the vaccines. Yeah. but even then they would call him and give him their knowledge that they've yeah. just acquired from whatsapp i know and prove him wrong i know and i sometimes feel that because people like us feel that you know there is no point getting into this argument yeah we failed yeah because Definitely we don't failed. voice it out we yeah. failed but people who don't believe in the science mm-hmm. they are right out there on social media like screaming their lungs out that Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work we we have made it bigger we let we let this rumor spread yeah because we don't voice it out you were telling that i don't know what to worry about at this moment is it about do i have to worry about my dad because he's not there or is it my mom because she's all alone as of my sister because she's the one who's been lifting all of this weight i honestly i think was the most worried about my sister Mm-hmm. because i felt she went through this trauma and i'm still telling you i'm worried about her and i i really think when all of this is over it's going to hit her and she would probably need therapy you know how how desperately my sisters and i mm-hmm. needed an evidence yeah. that they tried to revive our dad yeah that after his cremation mm-hmm. when you go and you you know go and collect bones yeah next day when my sisters went to do it three of us decided that we're going to look for that tube that they must have put in his mouth if they actually tried to revive him 
Okay. And they literally tried to look for that tube. And when they found it, we were like, oh, so they literally, they dressed, yes, yeah, they tried they to revive yeah. it. That's how desperately we needed answers. If anybody in the, who, who's not present with their family, you know, feels that they haven't grieved, I would really tell them to withdraw for two days yeah. and, and take their time. There is no point distracting yourself. It, it doesn't help. I tried. I started believing that if you worry about something, it never comes to you. True. Sure, yeah. So you have to let it go. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't practice it too often, but I just say yeah, it more. Yeah. His whole life, all he ever wanted was his daughters to be independent mm-hmm. and his wife to be happy. Yeah. That's all he cared about. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure everybody loves their family, but he literally did not have any ambition for himself. We can't measure how painful it is to lose a loved one. It's really hard to find closure when you're not with them or if you have no idea of what happened. All we can do at this time is to stand for each other and listen to each other. If you know someone who lost a family member or a friend, please check on how they're feeling and listen to what they have to say. I know it's not easy and also you might think that it's nothing but it accounts to a great amount. If you lost someone, we're so sorry for your loss. It takes time and it's surely not going to be okay, but as time passes, you will heal from this. Think about those wonderful memories, lift a glass and say cheers to your loved one. Until we meet again, please stay safe and healthy, sending all the love and light, your brown girl.